Good day to you, my friends, and welcome back to the JRPG Report. This is going to be episode 118. It's good to be back with you guys again. And yeah, yeah, I know I said I was going to do a weekend podcast, but things came up. And uh, to be quite frank, there wasn't enough to really talk about to do anything longer than about an eight-minute podcast. And I don't like to do that. So instead, I have waited a week and now have uh, an hour-long podcast. <laughs> there are a ton of things to talk about. Um, so let's get right into it. And the thing that I was going to talk about over the weekend, and uh, it certainly did happen. We talked about it last week that it was a rumor, but it turned out to be very true. And that is Persona 4 Golden is now available on at a cool price of just $19.99. This PC version has English and Japanese voiceovers, as well as English, Japanese, Korean, and traditional Chinese subtitles. If you got an extra five bucks, you can pick up the digital deluxe edition. You get the game, digital art book, and digital soundtrack. That's pretty good for just $24.99. Considering I paid... Uh, what, 50 or 60 bucks for the original Persona 4 back in the day on PlayStation 2. Probably spent another 40 on the Vita version. I'm thinking this version is definitely worth at least 25 for that digital deluxe edition and that soundtrack. Good grief. You'll be humming the songs from that soundtrack from now until the end of days. So it is worth it. Absolutely. Um, we all know about Persona 4, so I'm not going to give you uh, the uh, about, but I do want to talk about the key features with this uh, PC version. Uh, of course, there are uh, updated HD graphics, but you can enjoy the gameplay with variable frame rates, so you can max out your uh, PC. That's how we can push it out there. Uh, experience the world of Persona and PC in full high definition. Although, when you definitely look at the... Um, Look at the trailer. It's, I mean, you can only make those things look so good. It still looks fantastic, but you're not going to uh, confuse anyone that this is a brand new game. It still kind of looks a little, a little dated. There are Steam achievements and trading cards, and you can choose between Japanese and English crossovers. Of course, there was the Steam launch trailer to go along with that. You can check that out over on uh, on our YouTube channel, JRPG Report. This is interesting. So uh, I don't think this would surprise anyone, but it uh, it sold pretty well. <laughs> it sold so well, in fact, that it had at its peak a concurrent player rate uh, or count of 29,984. That best the previous JRPG mark of Final Fantasy 15 Windows Edition, which had about 700 less people playing at that same time. So it has been, uh, we knew it was a great game. We knew it would get a lot of people excited. Um, so now it is also a record breaker. And what's really cool, and this hasn't necessarily happened before, but it does seem like the, the original Persona 4 Golden, at least as part of their crew, was actually responsible for this directly from Atlas. And this is coming from via Persona Central. Uh, this isn't the first Atlas game that's made its way to Steam. 
but it is the first one credited to Atlas. Uh, previously, Catherine Classic came, but it was kind of being uh, published on Steam by Sega and then developed by the eccentric ape. Uh, in comparison, a new creator's page was launched on Steam for Atlas, and the Japanese studio is directly involved. They also had some help from um, Persona or the uh, Atlas uh, America and European branches, rather Sega's American European branches. But this is the first one. When you load it up, it actually has that P Studio logo on there, and they are listed in the credits as well. So maybe this is kind of turning a page for Atlas. They've been kind of obviously <laughs> reluctant to put their stuff on PC, but it uh, looks like they are fully embracing it now as a viable platform, and, and rightfully so. It has been discussed by at least a few of us over on the Facebook page, and we're very excited about this. Congratulations, PC owners who are getting to enjoy this. But the first thing that kind of pops in your head is, well, well, this is fantastic. However, why in the world is this thing not on PlayStation as well? It makes zero sense why this wasn't, at the very least, a um, simultaneous launch on the two systems is really kind of baffling. So the only way to get this is either to have a Vita or a PlayStation TV ability to play the Vita game, or you know, I guess you can go back and play the original on PlayStation 2, but all PlayStation platforms, Persona has made its bank on PlayStation platforms. And then you get something like this, and it's just kind of a head-scratcher, you know? And, and obviously the next question is, why couldn't this game be on Switch as well? I think it would sell extremely well on the switch um so atlas you really need to get these things out there because you are sitting on a gold mine my friends um there are a lot of people who would like to play this game again persona fever is is definitely out there so they need to make that happen and soon had a few stories i could have chosen to lead with I went with Persona just because, in terms of JRPGs, that is near the top of the rank of some of the all-time best JRPGs, so it had to go out there, plus we talked about last week. But there are a ton, or at least a few, Pokemon things to talk about. Uh, just today, the Pokemon company had their Pokemon Presents live stream. Uh, they were talking uh, primarily about the new Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass. Um, uh, Shield, Isle of Shield, whatever, whatever it was, it launched today. Um, and but they said uh, not so, not so. The Isle of Armor. I'm sorry, I got that completely, <laughs> completely butchered. Um, they said the we got some other things for you. They are not uh, traditional. Pokemon games, but very excited about the new Pokemon Snap. Now, if you say new and you have a question mark behind that, you uh, apparently did not uh, do not remember the N64 classic Pokemon Snap, where it was kind of a an on rails shooter. Instead of a gun, you had a camera. 
And so you would kind of ride through through the level and you were scored based on ability to capture great pictures of Pokemon. Well, there is a new one coming out and um, definitely looks pretty good. There was even a comment or two by people saying, uh, why does Sword and Shield not look as good as this Pokemon Snack game? The obvious answer is this is, you're basically taking pictures of videos. I mean, the Pokemon are, are acting out in set course. They're not, uh, they're not, there's not AI behind each one of their actions, but it looks, it looks pretty fun. If you, I mean, that pretty much says that all the key features you see a different side of Pokemon in a new photo snapping adventure only on the Nintendo Switch. You will research various Pokemon in their natural habitats and capture behaviors that you've never seen before. Explore unknown islands with scenery like lush jungles and tropical beaches. And these in-game photos will make your very own Pokedex. So you can... The, the original game was back in 1999. So over 20 years ago, they are finally getting a quote-unquote... Uh, I would say it's more of a just a a relaunch, basically. I don't know how much connection it has with the original. There is a gameplay trailer to go along with that. You can check that out over on our YouTube channel. I don't see... Yeah, no, 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 no release date has been announced. This is also being developed by Bandai Namco Studios as well. But uh, that's not all. There is a new game coming out for the Switch as well, as well as iOS and Android devices. This is Pokemon Cafe Mix. It will launch on June the 23rd as a free-to-play title with item-based transaction. So yeah, this is kind of one of those cafe-serving um puzzle type mini game they say it's uh, complete touch based puzzles to serve dishes and drinks to adorable pokemon customers uh, meet and grow your cafe staff of charming pokemon eager to help uh, golden acorns can help you complete puzzles and recruit even more pokemon of course there's uh, that release chair to go along with it i've got that on the YouTube channel as well. Looks like a fun way to spend some time uh, in your downtime there on your smartphone. Um, those two big announcements were obviously there, but what? Come back in one week. Um, another live broadcast is going to be on June the 24th. They said um, at the end of, of today's announcement, they said that's it for today's announcements. But there is another big project we're working on that I still want to share with you. You won't have to wait long as I plan to share more news next week on June 24th. So please look forward to it. That is Pokemon Company President and CEO um, Ashiharo. We'll just say his last name. First one's a little tough. So yeah, that's definitely some some good stuff. There was, um, of course, like I said, there was plenty to talk about with the Olive Armor. Mostly they released a full list of the Pokemon that you can find in this one. I've shared that story over on our Facebook page if you want that full list of all your Pokey details. We finally got a little bit more information about uh, this next title, but, but before we get to that, one final thought for next week's Pokemon announcement. 
Let's hope they do not announce another sequel to an N64 Pokemon game. Hey, you Pikachu. With that absurd microphone attachment. Uh, Funny story, I was working at Blockbuster back in the day when that game came out. So, of course, you had to rent out this microphone with the copies of the game. And, of course, as you can imagine, they were all trashed and or just never returned. Uh, But... (laughs) Uh, Ben Namco has announced new information in the form of a, they first, they had a trailer new kind of building off what we saw last time, just some more, um, action, but also half of it was animation, which a very cool anime style to it. It looks, um, it looks good. It looks like a fun, fun game. So there is that video, but then also as part of IGN summer of gaming, 2020 live stream, there was a developer interview and, uh, this went on for over 10 minutes. So you can check that out with their thoughts about the production behind this one, how they're looking for it to come out on basically all the systems besides switch and the challenges, facing that transition then uh the next day we found out about the main character yuto sumurgra oh gosh that was bad that was really bad i'm just i'm yuto we're just gonna call him that and i'll work on his last name for (laughs) for later uh they say he is the second son of the family the founders of the town knew Muka. He is described as a bright and positive-minded boy with a resilient mind. You join the other suppression force after being saved from other attack. The Sumugri... Man, why can I not say his last name? They are one of New Mukia's most prestigious families. His father leads the current government while his older brother serves as a bureaucrat for the other suppression force. His ability is psychokinesis. During his training, Yuto has demonstrated the ability to quickly read the battlefield and adapt his psychokinesis powers to subdue the threat of nearby others. It is unknown if his psychokinesis power is connected to his strong desires to help others or if this power comes from his family's long history. There was some new high-res photos to go along information. Game is shaping up pretty good. It's still, I'd say we're fairly early in this one. No release date uh, to pin down quite yet. I, I think they're eyeing for next year. But uh, obviously with it coming out for both current and next-gen systems, it may take a bit longer to produce that next generation we shall Wait and see. So speaking of next generation, um, as kind of expected, there was nothing really to report from the PlayStation 5 big reveal as far as this podcast goes. Uh, Do not doubt my excitement for this system, but you could probably hear that, you know, those sentiments here, there or anywhere. As far as that goes, I want to kind of keep this to just JRPGs and or, I mean, yeah, we just talked about a bunch of non-JRPGs for Pokemon and we got another (laughs) couple coming along. But, you know, offshoots from JRPG titles are 
are fun to talk about as well. The only thing that even kind of, sort of, maybe <laughs> a JRPG that we saw was from Square Enix and a subsidiary Luminous Productions. They announced Project Athia, A-T-H-I-A, this is going to come out for PlayStation 5 and PC. And I only say that because it's Square Enix and their new company. But uh, just from what we saw, it, it looks like a pure fantasy action game. Um, really no indication. It was very, very small in terms of what we saw from it. That is still a project name. It's not even um, been defined as that is what the game is going to be called. Looks good. There's a lot of good-looking stuff out there for this system, and I will certainly keep my eyes peeled for anything as far as new JRPGs coming out. It's going to be a while. We know the timetable that it takes to make our uh, genre of games, so I'm thinking we maybe see some ports fairly soon next year. Um, I certainly would be surprised if we didn't see something like Tales of Arise get a PS5 version. And I mean, at the way it's going, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink could easily uh, come out after PlayStation 5. Therefore, we may see a PlayStation 5 version. I still think we're going to, it's going to be launching on PS4, but there's really no reason to think that we won't get a PS5 version as well. You guys will be the first to know about it as soon as I know something about it here on the JRPG Report. I shared a couple stories over on the Facebook page about some new Tales swag that you can grab. Of course, we talked last week about the Tales of Festival 2020 uh, being an online event. And as such, uh, there are some online stores that have popped up with some exclusive items. Now, as I read this, all these things could already be sold out. There may not be anything there, but it was cool nonetheless. Nothing that I really want to grab onto, but um, there are some what they call Penanu mode little uh, little plushes. They're really cute. Um, P-I-T-A-N-U-I. Um, and they're all kind of wearing little ponchos. Uh, <laughs> I will share these pictures um, during the YouTube version of this podcast. You can check that out. They're going for 1650 yen each. There is a Oscampo bag. Looks like a pretty fancy uh, bag that you can carry in that may be see-through. Yeah, I think it is see-through so that you can get through airport security quickly. <laughs> and with a Tales of Festival lanyard to go with it, that's going for 1750 yen. There are uh, trading acrylic skit collections. There are two of those going for uh, 9,240 yen for a box. So you got two two skits of those. No, make it three. And then, um, furthermore, anyone who makes a purchase on the uh, online shop will receive one of 14 pins, and they are uh, pretty cool looking as well. Uh, there's also they will get a bag for it to go in, a little paper bag for Tales of Festival on it. Looks like everything was kind of chibi versioned this year. 
very, eh, very cool stuff. Um, as a collector, none of these things really popped out to me, but they are pretty cute. You might want to check that out via the link on the Facebook page. Um, also, the Tales of maybe this was um, for the festival. They put this out as an online um, online video, about five minutes long. This is a special song released in honor of the Tales series 25th anniversary, and they're calling this Endless Journey. It's the theme song for the Tales of Festival 2020. And it's being performed by the Tales of Dreamers. They are a group made up of seven voice actors from the series. While the Tales of while the Tales series Endless Journey Anniversary track is the first song, more are planned. The members of the group include tell the uh, voice actors for Tales of Destiny's Leon, Tales of Savonia's Zelos and Lloyd, Tales of the Abyss Luke, Tales of Vesperia's Yuri, and Tales of Zesteria's Sore and Mikulo. Uh You can check that out on the YouTube channel. Pretty cool. Um, not what I was expecting. These, uh, these fellows have some pretty good singing voices, but uh, uh, very cool stuff nonetheless. Let's take just a brief pause, have a timeout, and we'll be back with the second half of episode 118 of the JRPG Report. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and give us a subscription over on our YouTube channel. channel. Uh, If you're feeling especially froggy, you can give uh, some listener support. That's found at the bottom of this podcast, as well as uh, Patreon. We are on there as well. If you like what you hear and want to support the our weekly podcast, at least we always do a Sunday special as well. So two full podcasts every week, uh, daily content on YouTube. So if you are enjoying that and want to support us, that would be outstanding. And uh, if you haven't, wherever you listen to this at, don't forget, give us a review over there. That helps bump the up the charts and lets more people get in on all the fun. So, Square Enix and those fine folks over at Kingdom Hearts put out a five-plus-minute video, what they were calling Kingdom Hearts 2020. And in that, it showed quite a bit of new and old footage, and um, in particular, some interesting things with uh, Kyrie. But the main bits of information to draw that were that there is a release date, for Kingdom Hearts Dark Road, that is the game within a game of Kingdom Hearts Union X for iOS and Android. And it'll be coming out in just a few more days. That is on June the 22nd. Uh, you can check out the full video of 2020 on the YouTube channel. It's also broken up within the stories on our Facebook page. But... Um, kind of a new announcement that came out of that that we had not previously heard about is what's called Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. It's a rhythm action game entry, which is brand new to this series. Here's an overview of the game. They say many characters from the Kingdom Hearts series appear as playable characters. 
Depending on the stage, Disney characters will appear as guests and lend you their strength. The game features a massive catalog of over 140 songs, including music art from the Kingdom Hearts series, Disney, and more. Enjoy rhythm-based action through unforgettable music. There are four play modes, including online battles. Very interesting-looking game. Um, In most of it, it shows Sora, Donald, and Goofy kind of running along a long track, and they have to hit various musical... uh, They have to hit the Heartless, which would then turn into a rhythm music game. Not really my cup of tea, but there's certainly a couple people that were pretty excited about this one. I was a little surprised um, at the reaction to it. Um, a lot of people love these type of games. They also love Kingdom Hearts. So you put the two together and boom, there you go. Uh, check out that video if you're curious as well. This is coming. Uh, you might think this sounds like a mobile game. And maybe there will be a mobile offset at some shoot. But this is a PS4, Xbox One, and Switch title that's coming out in 2020. Pretty interesting if I do say so myself. Um, I've got this video uploading at the moment to YouTube, but uh, Compile Heart debuted 12 minutes of Neptunia Virtual Stars gameplay in a new video published by its own virtual YouTuber, Isleheart, in collaboration with Updates, Habaiki Io. So these are the virtual YouTubers. Um, I've never actually seen one of these in action before. So it looks like people but they're virtual versions of themselves and they're kind of hosting things it's it's pretty wild looking to be honest i have saved you the trouble of watching the entire thing i think it's about 24 minutes in total i said no and got time for that so i did a little snippy snippy and got just those 12 minutes of actual and i'm throwing up the air quotes gameplay on this one I didn't see a whole lot of gameplay. I didn't watch the entire thing as I was kind of getting annoyed with it, but it definitely shows the game being played (laughs) by these two and then more air quotes people. Um, that's, uh, it is is funny to see the reactions. It's all in Japanese, of course, but, um, I believe their, uh, in game models were in there and things were happening to their models. So they were acting pretty, pretty hilariously to it. So if you're curious about that aspect of the game, you can check this out. Uh, By the time you listen to this, it should be up and live for you guys. I am really, really excited about this next uh, story that we're going to talk about. And that is Christ Tales. And we've talked about this game a little bit off and on. Promising looking JRPG inspired title with some unique visuals i dig them uh i've talked to a couple people who yeah, not quite so sure uh we've got a release date for it it is coming out on november 17th playstation 4 xbox one switch pc via steam and um stadia as well and so it is coming out at slightly reduced price it's going to be 39.99 Publisher Modus Games and Developers Dreams Incorporated in SYCK announced. There are also plans for a PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X version 
as well. You can watch or play the free demo right now on Steam, which has been updated with new enemies and new Colosseum battle mode. So that anytime you see a game, a new game come out at thirty nine ninety nine, that is such a double edged sword. So you you give the impression of value, but you also give the impression of maybe this isn't a complete long game. Obviously, if you release a game at $60 and it turns out it's not a complete game, you <laughs> have that backlash to deal with. This is all preconception, of course. Um, now, if you saw like a remaster come out at this price point, you'd think it was probably a fair price. So I, I'm happy that it's at $40, but then I'm also hesitant in the fact that maybe it's not a big, big, long game. But that's two good pieces of information that we didn't have. Uh, still a long, long ways away, but um, there is an opening cinematic trailer you can check out on YouTube as well, JRPG Report, and uh, see that. I am I'm excited about it. I need to break out the old Steam account and download this demo. Maybe I can give you guys more of a uh, hands-on impression, but everything I've seen so far gets me... Gets me excited. We'll have to wait and see on that, but definitely good news. Christ Tales coming out on November 17th for everything besides mobile platforms. Um, if you are waiting for Little Town Hero, it's uh, PlayStation 4, Switch, and Physical Editions. Switch editions will be out on June 23rd and 26th, respectively. Well, Game Freak announced that Little Town Hero for PC via Steam will launch on June the 30th. Um, the console versions are being published by NS America. The PC version is self-published by Game Freak, which kind of makes sense. It's just you know a Steam download. Got a new trailer for Sword Art Online. Um, there are actually four breakouts over on the YouTube channel for Sion, Leafa, Lesbeth, and Silica. Um, I broke that up for you so that you can check that out. It actually shows some gameplay with the characters on this one. Very exciting stuff. Uh, seems like these other videos that we've gotten have just been what their interactions are. But this one was actual some, some pretty cool looking gameplay. Sword Art Online Alsatian Lycoris will be out on July the 10th worldwide. Mary Scudder finale. New week, new characters. This week we get to learn about Snow White, who is an honest and kind middle child among these three sisters. Um, she has grown intellectually since breaking out of the underground prison, but is still as scatterbrained as ever. We have Kagua who is a girl who wears a kimono and has a calm aura. Still as much as a shut-in as ever, she hates physical activity. And then we've got Kavababak. <laughs> what a weird name. J-A-V-A-B-A-O-K. And he is simply described as an old man who appears out of nowhere. All right, then. Not, not knowing a whole lot about this fellow. Mary Sculptor Finale is due out for PlayStation 4 and Switch on October 8th in Japan. 
we got some fascinating gameplay footage from Haven from the PC Gaming Show. You can head over to YouTube and check that out. There was the opening, uh, just kind of a, a cinematic type trailer for it, less than a minute long. But then there was a good five plus minutes of gameplay actually thrown in there, showing off that unique turn-based battle system, them kind of flying around this alien planet and uh looks it kind of looks like they're curing a corruption type of deal as they fly over as uh, the best way to kind of describe it um also shows their interactions between each other as a couple and so if you are a mature adult and you've dealt with uh relationships in the past it's very curious is this is not uh yeah, all the time in JRPGs we have couples and uh, they grow through the bonds of battle and end up liking each other. But they, this one feels so much more real than anything else before. They're stranded on this island together, but they've got to work together. Obviously, it shows kind of their everyday activities as well as uh, real conversations that they would have. It's just, I really dig the art style. I dig the concept. Bow system looks great. Um, just one of those games I'm very curious about. I, I really want to get my hands into something that's a little different, a little more real, but at the same time, fantastical and out there at the same time. I really like those types of experiences. So if you're curious as well, you can head on over and check out that story. Um, upcoming here in uh, just a few more days on June the 23rd at 8 a.m. Pacific Time or 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the States, there will be the New Game Plus Expo. Now, they released a trailer for this, but it was purely just going down the list of uh, companies that were participating in this one. Uh, here is what is presented. They say, as far as upcoming releases... We're going to hear from Gung Ho Online Entertainment America. Remember, they're the ones that did the uh, Grandia HD collection. Idea Factory International, Koei Tecmo America, and Sega slash Atlas. I am, my ears are pinned to this one to know what is going to be coming out as far as upcoming releases for this. Are we going to get something that we didn't know about? Are we going to get some. Uh, clarifications on it. We've got, they say, exciting announcements coming from NT Creates, Exis Games, Natsumi, NIS America, and Playism. And then they say there's plenty of surprises from uh, Actil, A C T T I L, Arc System Works America, SNK Corporation, Spike Chunsoft, and Way Forward. So this could be uh, this could be lots of good stuff thrown out there for us. This could be a giant nothing burger. Really not sure which way it could go, but uh, uh, let's see. The 23rd. Oh, perfect. That's next Tuesday. So check us out on Wednesday. We'll completely cover everything that's announced at the expo, this expo and just keep your fingers crossed. Um, Obviously, selfishly, I'd love to hear a Cold Steel 4 release date. And we would really like to see some news on Yeez 9 coming to the West. But a lot of good stuff could come out of this. I don't know. I mean, with 
Koi Tecmo, maybe this is the next Atelier. We, I would think we'd hear about that more uh, Japan first, but who knows? Maybe uh, Sagan Atlas, they're finally going to give us that Persona 5 Strikers announcement that I've been really looking forward to. A lot of good stuff could come out of this, things that we don't even know about. So definitely check back next week and we will talk all about New Game Plus Expo. If you got some money burning a hole in your pocket, uh, I have shared two stories over on the Facebook page of some interesting looking Japanese swag that you can go. The first up is Square Enix has thrown out a whole lot of products from uh, the near line of games. Um, let's see. First up are two near music boxes. These are the least expensive um, on there. They're very small little hand-wound models, and they're about $18 each. Um, if you would really like to tote around one of two near umbrellas, <laughs> you can be that person. Um, they're going for about $30 each. Uh, the first one is uh, all black, and it just says near Automata on it with... Um, the Yorha for the Glory of Mankind logo on the side. Um, the other one is uh, <laughs> is designed as Emil's head in black dots on the top of it. So that one would be a little bit more perhaps frightening to other people. Then there are two rings that you could get. Each one is made of SV925 silver and inspired by designs from certain characters. They are both going for $138. The first ring has angel characters on it uh, from near Gastalt Gastalt, uh, slash replicant. And then one for near Automata's ring has 2B's skirt design on it. So yeah, if you've got some extra cash and you love near, well, you can... uh, You can check out those. Uh, The next one is if you're all about the romancing saga. Square Enix has put out a ton of products for it. They include two-fold wallets, a cross-body bag, watches. That's all from Romancing Saga, the first one. There are ones from Romancing Saga 2. There's a two-fold wallet, a tote bag, and also a watch. Um... Romancy Saga 3 gets a two-fold, wa- two-fold wallet and watch as well, but there's a backpack that you can get for it. Um, these prices are all in yen, and uh, nothing <laughs> nothing is cheap. The cheapest one are the two-fold wallets going for about 11,800 yen, up to the watches going for about 20,000 yen. Not cheap, but uh, if you want these things, I'm sure they are well made. I'm sure there are a couple of you enjoying Fancy Star Online 2 for uh, your PC or Xbox One. Well, they've kind of outlined what's going to be going on here for the next couple months. Uh, first, Sega will release Episode 4 in North America. This will come in August and on what they call Additional PC Platforms soon there's a launch trailer to go along with that as well but they also kind of laid out the roadmap and what they are basically saying is 
they're going to catch up the past eight years worth of content for Fancy Star Online 2 this year. Now, I just said episode four is not coming out until August. So by that logic, they got quite a bit more um, to go. Uh, in context, episode three launched back in 2014. So we're we're catching up uh, pretty quickly with it. Episode four, that's coming out in August. Episode five, sometime in quarter three, six in quarter four. So that'll get everybody completely caught up on uh, everything that's been already released in Japan. Um, quickly speaking, I am having a lot more fun with Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I'm kind of plowing right through the game. I'm loving most parts of it. The story is what's really keeping me going. Um, the gameplay is fun, and I'm kind of starting to turn that corner. I kind of feel like the past couple nights of playing, I kind of hit that stride to where maybe you finally get a few things. Um, and certainly in part two, it was very much that you wanted to break your opponent and then topple and daze them. And then you could really uh, do some significant damage. Um, I can't figure out a way not to have Shulk, Ryan, Rain, and Sharla in my party. Shulk is your damage guy. Uh, Ryan is your... Uh, he's the tank. He takes all the damage and gets all their attention, and Sharla basically heals. Now, I've read a couple articles, and I'm sure you guys maybe even know how to do this, how to play with other players and mitigate damage since you heal after the battle, but my brain just doesn't work that way. <laughs> I am old-school programmed JRPG, where that's the three people you have to have, and if you've got four, you'd put in a magic dealer, but... That is, that's the staple that I've always worked with. Um, I, there is, uh, I don't think I'm ruining anything, but at some point you do have to play without Sharla. You have to play with certain characters at certain times in most games. And I was able to skim by for a while using, uh, an article told me that this was a good, uh, to put, uh, Dunban in there. No, he's not Duncan. Dunban in there. And um, I was able to get by, but as soon as I could, she was back in there. So if you've got some advice for me and want to head over to the Facebook page or send me a, an email at jrpgreport at gmail.com, say, hey, this is how you need to do it now. Not just what characters to put in there, but how to set them up. Um, as to uh, best do that. Like I said, my brain just doesn't work any other way. That's how I got set my party. And honestly, like I said, the past two nights, I really started to get it and was uh, not struggling quite a bit. The game loves to throw uh, big amounts of people at you and make things difficult, but I'm learning to cope with that more and more each time and starting to enjoy it more and more each time. The side quests are still ridiculous. There are still some, I got to this one point 
and you're basically having to fight these things on this narrow little bridge. And uh, if you fall off the bridge, it's not like certain death, but you do fall down into uh, basically this poison and then you can't get back up out of it. And it's just, then you die. So that was, there's, there's those little frustrating parts to it, but the game is really, really cool. And I am quite enjoying it. Again, my apologies for being, such a hater <laughs> on it a few weeks ago, but it's quite come along um, indeed. I got one more story for you guys, and this will wrap up today's podcast. We've got a new overview trailer talking about the companions and combat details for Paper Mario, the Origami King. Nintendo released this the other day. It's a pretty long video, uh, about five or so minutes long. Of course, the game is due out for Switch on July the 17th. Uh, we kind of know what's going on with the story with this one. And uh, so here are some of what's talked about. The cast of off-the-wall characters that adds an extra dimension to this expedition. There's the Babam, who's lost his memory. A tow professor of ancient history. And Kamek. Uh, Magic Koopa, who's always got something up his sleeve. Mario finds assistance along the way from friends like Olivia, the good-natured sister of King Ollie, and even Bowser himself. Now, Paper Mario, they talk about the battle system here. It delivers a new ring-based battle system that requires strategy and quick thinking to line up enemies and execute well-timed attacks to maximize damage. They say it'll take a sharp mind to determine when to stomp enemies with Mario's boots and when to whack them with a hammer and then when to strategically use items to heal or attack. They have the audience of cheering toads that are ready to pitch in with a variety of helpful battle aids. They say just in case Mario starts to fold under pressure. He'll face some of the most intimidating foes in the showdown against the Legion of Stationery. Bosses themed around stationery like colored pencils, sticky tape, and rubber bands. Um, when he's not digging out in the ring... He can investigate suspicious spots to uncover hidden items, toss confetti to repair holes in the landscape, and discover loads of toads hiding in the scenery. Play mini-games to earn in-game rewards and reveal an abundance of secrets and treasures. So here's the deal with uh, Mario the Origami, Paper Mario the Origami King. Um, this game looks cute as could be. It looks fun. It is certainly a continuation of the past couple Paper Mario games. And if you're like myself and Jeff from the group, longtime listener, we're kind of a bit over it that I think for gamers like us, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door was such a great title for the GameCube. And so... We kind of want the games to be like that. And seeing, honestly, seeing more and more of this ring-based battle system makes it less and less and less like Thousand Year Door. And at least in our opinion, it's not a great thing. I have no doubt that this is going to be a fun game. People are really going to like it. But it, other than having an HP <laughs> open the screen at all times, it's really pretty far away from... Uh, the JRPGs we know and love. And sadly, 
it's not going to be a game that I'm probably going to pick up. Um, now, if my daughter sees it and and wants to to pick up and play it, well, you know, you got to do the good dad thing and play along, and that would be a lot of fun. But in terms of this audience and what you're looking for, it doesn't appear this game's necessarily going to deliver those type of elements to it. Will it be fun? Will it be Nintendo's charm? Absolutely. But this is not the game that I want it to be. The game's not out yet, so I guess things could change, but it's coming out really soon. Uh, and then seeing this video, I think, has put me off the bandwagon rather than on it where I was. I still think it'll be enjoyable, but not really looking forward to it like I thought I was going to be. Uh, that's pretty much it. Of course, you can check out that trailer over on the YouTube page if you're so inclined to see for yourself. I would highly recommend that you do that. Didn't quite make it to an hour, but of course, that was just a, a guesstimate. Of course, check back with us next week. We'll have a full podcast for you guys, and we'll try to do something fun for our Sunday special. Unless something huge breaks and we need to have a regular podcast, we can go down that road as well. That's going to do it for episode 118. This is James Fisher signing off for this week. We'll see you guys again next week. But for that, get back out there and level up.